Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, Ryan Sprague here. As you all know, the Somewhere in the Skies podcast is always free to consume. But it isn't free to create. That's why I've started the Somewhere in the Skies Patreon campaign. On a monthly basis, you give what you think the show is worth. You'll be helping the show continue, grow, and to be something truly communal. And remember, there are rewards for each level of contribution, and the list is only growing. So please, help Somewhere in the Skies now by becoming a patron. To contribute and to learn more, visit www.patreon.com backslash somewhere skies. Thank you for your support. And now, on with the show. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. If you don't recognize that music, I honestly don't know where you've been for the past decade and a half. Get ready, because this is going to be a very Mulder and Scully episode. You've been warned. It may come as no surprise to any of you out there that The X-Files is my lifeblood. I don't think a day goes by without me quoting Fox Mulder for no good reason, or even just putting an episode on in the background to get through the day. First world problems, I know. For the longest time, I watched the show as it aired every Friday night on Fox. But I had nobody to talk about it with. It was a secret ceremony I held every week as I'd follow these two FBI agents on their adventures in investigating UFOs, aliens, ghosts, monsters, and everything in between. It was my dreams and aspirations playing out on the small screen. I wanted to believe I was Fox Mulder. And to be honest, I've come further in making making that dream come true than I ever thought I would. Granted, I don't work for the FBI, nor am I unraveling a grand conspiracy of men and aliens working together to both enslave and hybridize humanity. Or am I? I digress. The X-Files was most certainly my guilty pleasure. And this week, I was fortunate enough to sit down at the acclaimed Nerdist School 
right here in Los Angeles and speak with Amanda and Jackie, the hosts of the Guilty Pleasure podcast. You can find their show on all major podcast outlets and at NerdistSchool.com. For the bulk of the conversation, we talked all about X-Files and my work in the field of ufology. I then turned the tables on them towards the end and get their thoughts on UFOs, the paranormal, and their favorite conspiracy theories. It was a lighthearted but heavy crossover episode where we all just may have changed one another's minds on these deeply complex phenomena. But either way, it was a fun navigation through one of the most successful television shows of all time and proved once again that the truth has and always will remain out there. I hope you enjoy this episode with Amanda and Jackie of the Guilty Pleasure Podcast. Trust no one. Well, except me. You can trust me. Enjoy the episode. So, Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This oh my is gosh. an honor. I've been in L.A. for a week, so to already be doing something like this, I feel like, oh, it's always going to be like this. I'm going to end up at the Nerdist School with yeah. really cool people who host an awesome podcast. I so, love that. Yeah, well, it's a good... We're the welcoming committee. Really. We are, the, especially from the New York, the yeah, New York <laughs> side. We're like, oh, you're a New Yorker moving to L.A. for the first time? Come be on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and oh. also calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. calm down. You are way too excited. Yeah. Oh, take it down to a six. Oh, uh, before we do that, I did uh, give you guys these. <gasps> oh my God, gifts. Gifts. Do we get gifts? gifts? I gave you gifts. Yes. Guys, it's a book. <laughs> you can't see it, but we'll definitely post it. It's called Somewhere in the Sky: A Human Approach to an Alien Phenomenon by Ryan, Ryan Sprague. Bri- Sprague. That's yep, how you yep, pronounce you it. You got it. Nice. Sprague. 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 Prague with an S. Is this Prague. your? This is a book. <gasps> yeah. Dude, and stickers. Oh yeah. my gosh. I put sentences together and someone <laughs> was dumb enough to make it into a book. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> you rope doped them real well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this. Look at your my badass pleasure. picture in the back. Uh, you look yeah. so legit. Yeah, right. Look okay. at that. I, that was a good hair. And there's like several people who made several comments about it in the back. Indeed, I yeah. love that. <laughs> I cannot wait to read this. this Thank is you so, so cool. much. I had no idea that you were I think you were the first published author on the podcast. Oh, wow. Yay. Well, I only thought it was appropriate for what we'll be talking about today. It is very appropriate. Speaking of which, what is your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure is The X Files. I'm glad you guys did that. Whenever I talk on, like, I've done, like, news stations and broadcasts and stuff and every time I come on to talk about UFOs seriously uh, they put the X-Files music behind it well there you so go we're not I, I that grow very cool to have it that. but yeah, yeah it's, it's your really, intro it's music us. basically right. right every time you enter a room you ask, you ask <laughs> that someone play it on their phone yeah, yeah. hey, hey Ryan Ryan can you get me a glass of water <laughs> as he's walking in with the water <laughs> beep boop 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 anyway um, so w- how how did you get into I mean here's the thing is that I've known Ryan for a while mm-hmm. and uh, we worked together in New York and uh, now you're here etc cetera, etc cetera. and you've from from since I've known you which is a while now yeah, you've been a always been interested in UFOs extraterrestrial aliens that sort of a thing how uh, were you introduced to the X-Files? And was that something that sparked it? Or was, has this always been like a lifelong passion? It's kind of been a lifelong passion. Um, the X-Files came 
into my life at a very interesting time. I had had my own personal UFO sighting. What? Like six months before I saw the first episode of the X Files. Oh shit! So I was. I'm trying. I'm, I'm dating myself now. I was 12. I want to say mm-hmm. uh, in upstate New York, and I was fishing off a dock uh, with my parents. And I. It was nighttime, and I saw these three white lights uh, reflecting off of the water first. So naturally, I look up and I see the three white lights. I couldn't see any sort of like structure. Or, machine, if you will, but uh, I couldn't see the stars behind uh, what I was seeing. And it was just kind of floating over the water, silent, completely silent. I could just hear like the water hitting the dock. So I start yelling for my dad, who's inside our hotel, um, to come out. And as he's coming out, the thing starts floating over the water towards Canada, the border of Canada. And my father did see the tail end of what I saw. Oh, wow. And uh, he told me, you know, it was just a plane. It was just a plane Ryan, calm down. Uh, but even at 12, I knew that whatever it was, it was not like any sort of plane I'd seen or heard before. Uh, I, I'm not saying it was alien, uh, but it was alien. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I saw kinda, what I saw. <laughs> I saw what I saw. Yeah. And uh, I was terrified. And that kind of led to obsession. I started taking out book after book in the library about UFOs and uh, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, whatever I could get my hands on. Yeah. And uh, serendipitously, I guess, uh, was it was the same year I saw my first episode of The X-Files. Oh, crazy. Yeah, which was, I believe... 1996. The show premiered in 93. Three, yeah. Uh, but the first episode I saw was in 96. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. And what was your... I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that, could that Not that you are crazy, but that's like a nutso experience. Like, that would blow my freaking mind. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. That's awesome. I also think it's really cool, though, that you got your dad to see it. And yes. then effectively valid like no I, I wasn't having a weird little kid hallucination right I like there was something there and I love how quick your dad I think that's just like the dichotomy between parents and kids where your dad's just very quick to be like it's a plane it's a plane and you're like that's not that's, a plane, not I, a plane. I've, I've seen planes in my 12 years on this earth and that was no plane that let was me not tell you those long it. 12 years yeah, I knew a lot about aviation also yeah. right well, planes make a very distinct sound I grew up right by LaGuardia airport and so okay. you know like I know what a plane like sounds and looks like mm-hmm. because they were always flying over my backyard and if this was super silent that sounds very much not like a plane completely yeah. silent yeah I didn't hear a thing it, like I said it was just the water like hitting the dock that was it and did you catch yeah. any fish uh that night i was unsuccessful oh, okay yeah so yeah. gotta ask the hard <laughs> gotta ask the hard questions here yeah you know yeah. so did you seek out the x files or did you just kind of see it on tv and then you were like oh okay is that my alley yeah so it's kind of a depressing story um Tell I, it. I, yeah, how i first <laughs> saw the x files this was an episode called quagmire um i don't know if you guys know that one or have seen it but it was about a, like a loch ness monster creature mm-hmm. a sea monster that uh, they were investigating. And so I was 12. Roller skating was a big thing back then. We would go every Friday to the skating place in Syracuse, New York. Yeah. And uh, all the cool kids were all there. All the cool kids, yeah. You know? So I'm my parents went out for the night and uh, my friend's parents were gonna come pick me up. You know, there's a group of like five of us that would go every week. They forgot me. No. Either they forgot me or they straight up just didn't want me to go. You were um, Kevin McAllister. I was, yeah. <laughs> so I'm home alone. Thank you. Um, and 
my friends never showed up to get me, and I was just like, what am I going to do now? Baby Ryan. (laughs) So I turned the TV on, and, you know, it was 8 o'clock on a Friday night, Fox, and the show came on that I'd never heard of. And that opening, you know, (laughs) and the UFO. The UFO, that weird face. That weird face. That creepy face. I'm not not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. I saw that face, and I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. So when I saw the UFO, that's when I kind of was like, oh, this is, I got to watch this. And uh, it's pretty scary. It's been hiding at the bottom of a lake for centuries. Ah! Friday. Close the lake. Close it down. It's coming to the surface. That was him, Scully. It's definitely not safe to go back in the water. It looks like it's coming straight at us. A brand new X-Files, Friday at 9, 8 Central. I mean, it was about a sea monster, but um, this thing was, like, pulling people under the water and Ugh. beheading people, and it was gross. Yeah. It was unlike anything I'd seen on TV before. And you were um, hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked after that. How yeah. did you? How did you? Um, how did you see the uh, other episode? Like the previous episodes, were they in syndication yet? Or uh, not at that point? Not at this point. I was watching week to week, just oh, like wow. everyone else. This is obviously before like all syndication yeah. and streaming and all that. So I was kind of living it as it was happening yeah. at that point. Yeah, and you were just and following it. I was following it, and when I saw that there was not only these monster of the week sort of mm-hmm. things where they go out and investigate a ghost or a monster. Uh, there was this overarching story, this mythology of this huge grand alien conspiracy. So what do so um, for people, uh, my mother, who've never seen this show, yeah. how would you describe the X-Files? Yeah, yeah, we should probably give a Cliff Notes version. Uh, so the X-Files is two FBI agents, uh, one a firm believer in uh, the paranormal, the mm-hmm. unexplained UFOs, and one a super skeptic. Uh, so we have Dana Scully, who is hired to debunk these cases known as the X-Files. Agent Mulder, I'm Dana Scully. I've been assigned to work with you. Oh, isn't it nice to be suddenly so highly regarded? So who did you take off to get stuck with this detail, Scully? Actually, I'm looking forward to working with you. I've heard a lot about you. Oh, really? I was under the impression that you were sent to spy on me. Uh, Cases that the FBI either have never solved or it's just a little too fringe for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They give them to Agent Fox Mulder, who uh, used to be a profiler for the FBI. He... He was known for bringing, for arresting one of the most famous serial killers at the time. But as time went on, he got into all this UFO stuff. We find out that as a child, his sister was supposedly abducted by aliens. Mm-hmm. It sent him on this lifelong course to not only find his sister, but uh, find out the truth about aliens. So again, Scully is brought in to debunk all of these cases, give a scientific answer for them. And Mulder is there to say, it's aliens. It's this, it's that. Uh, So you have a really interesting dichotomy between these two main characters. And every week they would investigate a new X-File. And they investigate it for nine, ten, ten seasons now. Wow. Yeah. It's, I I haven't, I never watched the show before knowing that we were going to be doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I saw my first episode yesterday. I saw the pilot the second episode, and then I just watched this morning another episode that you sent me. The uh, I forget what the title is. Um, I can find it, or I can describe it to you, and you'll know what it is. <laughs> um, but that pilot episode—it's great. Holy 
Crudola. Yeah. Very is, 90s, right? Oh, it, well, first of all, it's very 90s because <laughs> it was the 90s. I know. Uh, Scully's uh, fashion choices are quite epic. Gorgeous woman. But Gorgeous. those shoulder pads, man. Oh, man. Those, I'm surprised she uh, could clear most doorways with that <laughs> with those shoulder pads. I was like, actually, um, my boyfriend Max was watching it with me a little bit while he was like playing on his phone. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, who wears that anymore to their job? Like, especially if you're like going in, I guess she had like a skirt on with heels and stuff. I'm like, you're in the field. Yeah, what do you Get on some comfortable shoes. You're going to have to chase an alien. Well, maybe she she was like my librarian chic will like maybe keep me undercover. Yeah, right. right. I I think it's the second episode where you see her running like full speed in heels. In heels. So, I mean, apparently she can do it. She can. She she knows what's up. Uh, I do love that pilot, though. I actually watched The X-Files for the first time a couple of months ago when it was on uh, Netflix and it's always I stayed very very far away from it as a child because Mm -hmm. I'm a little scaredy cat and I thought that it was very scary and then someone was like you know it's kind there's a little there's a few it is a little scary but it's not like as terrifying as I thought it was but overall I was very impressed by like the setup and the writing I thought it was a really um, unique idea I love like these types of supernatural shows Uh. like supernatural and um, (laughs) it's I, I I just really enjoy like discovering that mythology and playing with it in a very like real kind of modern way. And I also like how a lot of the episodes they never really find out what happens, right? Yeah, because we, as the there. viewers, are granted this extra view into what's actually happening, but they can never truly explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good point. There, the, it it reminds me a lot of like. Doogie Hauser, in the sense that every episode of Doogie Hauser would start with him t- writing in his diary on his yeah. like old eight bit computer or whatever. And for this one, you would have Scully or Mulder introduce the case, uh, and then by the end, like give sort of their, I guess their debriefing of what it was. And you're right; they always remained unexplained. It was very rare that they ever solved a case through mm-hmm. science or through pseudoscience or even through you know. Uh, metaphysics or the yeah. mystical, whatever, what have you. They just, it remained elusive throughout the whole series. And I think that's kind of what kept it going. You can, I guess, it, I mean, as like writing a show from that standpoint, you can't really put a pin in it every episode because then that uh, that takes away from searching and trying to find out the truth once you kind of solidify something. Does that make sense? Like if it doesn't stay mystical and it doesn't stay elusive, then I feel like it's harder to keep that going. Yeah. Keep each episode being like, what's going to happen next? Are they going to find out? Right. Are they? What are they going to find? The pilot episode, watching the pilot episode, I was... <laughs> I was like, aliens are real, and Scully, get on it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And then the next episode, she's like, I still don't believe on it. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? You just saw, like, all that crazy shit just happen. Like, yes. do it. And then I watched an, the other one, which is on is season four or three, and it's like the – you said it was like a sillier one. Yeah. Uh, where, the, like, the government is abducting people. Yes. That one. Yeah. And I was like, you – you're still – you still don't believe we're in, like, season four? It, I think actually, like, kind of going back to Scully, I think that's such an interesting, like, character trait she has because I think it 
really reflects on humanity as a whole because as humans, we so often put ourselves in denial, not necessarily about the supernatural, mm-hmm. but about things that we see with our own freaking eyes because they mess with our worldview or they mess with what we want to be true. Mm-hmm. So even though you see it with your plain eye, like with your eyes, like it actually happened, you're like, no. It could have like, been this. It could have been that. This, Like she tries to explain it and sometimes she's just like, I can't explain it, but it, it's not that. Yes. But it, it's like he's, but Mulder's making the most sense. Because I don't want to believe it. Is that why you came down here to prove that it wasn't true? No, I came down here because you asked me to. Why can't you be honest with me? What do you want me to say? That you're right? That that I believe it even if I don't? I mean, is that what you want? Is that what you think I want to hear? No. You can believe what you want to believe, Scully. But you can't hide the truth from me because if you do, then you're working against me and yourself. It's interesting. In the beginning, when the show first started, it was so in your face that Mulder would experience these things. He would see the UFO. He would see a group of aliens Mm -hmm. in some abandoned warehouse. uh, And Scully would always come in at the last second when it disappears. Now, that got a little ridiculous as the series went on. It was like, come on, seriously? She can't fall every time. And then he sees it and she doesn't. (laughs) But as the show goes on, they gave Scully more agency. They give this character more to work with. And New Balance sneakers so she wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't trip and fall. Get her out of those heels. Come on. Podcast is uh, sponsored by New Balance. Balance. (laughs) 90s was not the best time for feminine. I would say in terms of that. So constantly making her the character to have to rescue or Mm -hmm. it was clear that uh, not only the writers, but Gillian Anderson was like, no, this isn't what I signed up for. Like you wanted a strong female character. Let's do that. Let's make her uh, complex, complicated. So it's pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys know what happened during the, it was either the first season or the second season. Uh, Gillian Anderson got pregnant and this, this, put like a huge roadblock in the show. Mm-hmm. They weren't sure what to do. She's like, well, I'm going to have to leave for like to have the baby, to all of this. And they're like, oh, the show just became huge. The first mm-hmm. season was one of Fox, one of their biggest successes of all time. And they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And that completely changed the entire course of the show for the next 10 seasons. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they worked it into the script. And in the second season, uh, they had her get abducted by aliens oh shit really yeah Yeah. and that's and that's why she's pregnant is she pregnant with an alien baby there's something else i need to tell you something that i need for you to keep to yourself i'm having a hard time explaining it or believing it. Um, I'm pregnant. You hit the nail on that. Oh my God! At least that's what the show was alluding to. And you sort of start to learn more as the series goes on. What happens to the baby? 
Uh, I don't want to spoil it. You can spoiler spoil alert. It. You can spoil a spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So many, many seasons later, she oh. ends up. I mean, not many seasons. She has the baby um, yeah. on the series, and it turns out to be some sort of alien-human hybrid no, with these superpowers. It can move things with its mind. This, that, this, that. It, it got a little crazy as the series goes on. Um, they kept like they kept the kid there. Was she like, I guess this is my kid now? No, she ends up giving it up for adoption. And did she tell them, like, in the paperwork, being like, it's an alien baby. (laughs) Father, alien. Can you imagine how that would go over at the adoption agency? Yeah, somebody would be into it. Also, your baby has alien DNA, so you're going to have to work that into Did the baby look like a human and it just, like, had these supernatural powers? Yeah. Gotcha. It it was totally human. Um, (laughs) Nothing really stood out about it yeah so she gets abducted yep she comes back what after a couple episodes and she's pregnant what was she like three months pregnant six months pregnant is she see is she showing so in the television show she's showing they like the, yeah jackie showing. has her hand to the side <laughs> right in the like, rib like in her rib cage like that's where the baby is <laughs> yeah that's she, right your baby grows in your ribs yeah, right? right that's where alien babies grow yeah it's, from it's in the I've bible whatever told, yeah she had a hunchback it's like i think i'm pregnant <laughs> yeah she's got like this lump they open it up. It's an alien baby. It's an alien. That's how they do it up there. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for alien baby shower? Is all the decoration green, glow in the dark? It's green. It's green. It's all like day glow with black lights. It's like a Spencer's gifts. <laughs> That's Spencer's what it gift is. themed baby shower. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't have brought a better describer. Yeah, Spencer's yeah. gifts. It's Spencer's oh, gifts, like God. in the back where the posters are. Yeah, mm, and, the the and the lava lamps and the lava posters, the mushroom yeah. posters, the mm-hmm. lava lamps, and there's the like, neon signs. There's definitely like a stairway to heaven. You know what I mean? I I don't know why. It just, you know, goes with the theme, you guys. But I'm trying to remember how they sort of worked it in. I know. They get rid of the kid. It was one of those, like, uh, almost Virgin Mary things where she gets abducted and comes back pregnant. So then you've got more time to work with. Oh my God, what what happened? How did I get pregnant? I, you know, I've never, I haven't been with anyone. I'm too busy at work investigating ghosts and UFOs. And And having steamy, steamy uh, sexual tension with my my co-agent. So We'll definitely get into that. I want to (laughs) because I was like, from the beginning. Yeah. You were a shipper? I was definitely a shipper on that. Yeah, like, yeah. get on it. Mulder, you know that proper surveillance requires two pairs of agents, one pair relieving the other after 12 hours. Article 30, paragraph 8.7. This isn't about doing it by the book. This is about you not having slept for three days. Mulder, you're going to get sloppy and you're going to get hurt. It's inevitable at this point. A request for other agents to stake out tombs would be denied. To them, we have no grounds. Well, then I'll stay here. You go home. Fox. <laughs> and I... I... Even made my parents call me Mulder. Mulder. Mulder, I wouldn't put myself on the line for anybody but you. If there's an iced tea in that bag, it could be love. Must be fate, Mulder. Root beer. Well, that brings up a good point, too. Now, this was also the time where message boards were big when this show came out. <laughs> oh, God. So you had people saying week to week about the X-Files, like, when are they going to get together? Or yeah. you should talk about this or you should talk about that. And the writers have come forward and admitted that episodes were made, were created directly from people on the message boards. Oh. Giving them, you know, 
ideas of what to write about or what they would like, what they didn't like about the show. And it was one of the first times in, I believe, television history where, like, the internet and message boards, where the fans were truly a part of the show, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, like, a common thing now where people be like, bring the show back. We love it. Yeah. I think, actually, we'll just, like, sidebar and then we'll go right back into the X-Files, but my theory about the Game of Thrones ending that just took place is that it was completely, like, just hand uh, 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 fan uh, driven fan Based. driven like it was all things that fans wanted to see but yeah yeah, which I don't know was kind of like on games, Game of Thrones like but anyway I digress <laughs> a show I've never seen I've never seen it either if you watch it I recommend you watch it I watched it tried to watch it a couple years ago and then I failed because, and then I tried again with subtitles and then oh, I was in. Oh, you know what? I do subtitles for a lot of because things. Because they all freaking mumble and they're British accents and they all got weird ass names. <laughs> and there's like a cast of 50 people. And so it actually really helps because yeah. I'm be like, this guy has like eight names, but you're calling him by this name and he's not on screen. It's really hard to like kind of follow those plot points. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my recommendation for the show. That being <laughs> said, that being Noted. said, I'm going to go start it right after this. That being said, it's like what? 70 hours of television you have to dedicate your life to. So I'm like gonna, I can do it. I can do it. I believe in myself. Take, yeah. Take a moment. <laughs> you know, I can do like I was thinking about it because it is a show that I am interested in watching and it does seem like it would be right up my alley. I love all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? An hour a day, you know, That's when all you, you get need. home. And then you'll be caught up for next summer and then you can get wrapped up in all the nonsense. Really get into the whole rigmarole of the yeah, whole absolutely. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, back to uh, sexual tension, you guys. Mm-hmm. Do they... Do they? Don't they? Do they or don't they? So this is something that uh, was throughout the entire show where you always thought they were going to. And it's tough. It's tough because they they form such a strong bond throughout the series having experienced like the most weird, crazy. Can I swear on your? Yeah, of course. All please. the time. Craziest shit you can possibly think of. Life altering things together. I, I can't imagine like a relationship becoming stronger um, mm-hmm. after having experienced things like that. So I think a lot of people hoped it wouldn't happen. But then again, you see you have certain episodes episodes of the show where you see how lonely each character is mm-hmm. uh, in their personal lives, outside of the office, outside of what they do. And you're like, oh, just get together. Why did they assign me to you in the first place, Mulder? To debunk your work, to rein you in, to shut you down. But you saved me. As difficult and as frustrating as it's been sometimes, your goddamn strict rationalism and science has saved me a thousand times over. You kept me honest. You made me a whole person. I owe you everything. Scully, you owe me nothing. Just yeah. get together. You're already and, all. You're already like in motels in, right. you know, the sticks of America. Right. Like, just get on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, it was the first episode where Scully comes in mm-hmm. and she's got like these weird. <gasps> that was horrifying. Oh my god! I was like, <gasps> yeah. Here it is. Oh my god! Already. It's their first case together. Yeah. And they, you know, she trusts uh, her partner enough to be like, okay, I'm just going to lift my shirt up and show you She came in like she had the robe on. She was in her underwear. And I was just like, good for you. This is going to happen. And then he just like, but the candlelight. 
I was like, yep, of yeah. course, when the lights are out. <laughs> yeah. But they don't. They don't get they together. They don't. They don't. And as I understand, they don't get together for, throughout the entire show. Unless it never well, happens. It never does. Well, so I'm sure you guys know the nine seasons were kind of like the X-Files, the official X-Files, with two mm-hmm. movies interspersed between. Um, and we got a season 10 yeah. last year, a miniseries. We're getting a full season 11. Um, oh. Now, in the last season of the show, they do get together. They finally gave the shippers what they wanted. Yeah. And then you come to find out that the baby is no. actually... Mulder was abducted at one point in the <gasps> series. Scully was... Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Abducted. This baby is theirs. No, come on. And really? it kind of just the original series ends that way with them on the run from the government. Uh, they've exposed this huge conspiracy Ooh. that the aliens are working with this shadowy government. I could definitely go into more specifics if yeah. you need me to. And uh, the series ends with them just in bed holding each other. It's extremely <gasps> touching, heartwarming. And then when this season 10 came back last year, a lot of years have passed. Everything's changed. And we see that they their relationship couldn't stand the test of time and they're they're separated at this point so now we're back to square one where hopefully they'll reconnect Reunite, come back together and it fails Mulder so had good. to go for uh, had to go to therapy for sex addiction <laughs> he did he didn't realize no there's a fun fact about Mulder too oh. he he is you a, mean David Duchovny or Mulder, Mulder, Mulder which they're strikingly similar, but uh, mm-hmm. Mulder is actually a porn addict. No, in the X Files, no. yeah, and you get glimpses of this throughout the series. Um, he has like prostitutes leaving messages on his his answering machine. Yep, nineties and nineties. So uh, or he has, you know, a bill comes in the mail and it's all, you know, sex lines or something. Yeah, Oof. Yeah. Which is maybe he was just sad. doing. Maybe David Duchovny. This is my theory from hearing those four sentences you just said. Research, yes. doing method acting, has to 
has to meet up with, you know, some phone sex line stuff yep. as well as like watch a ton of porn. And then it's a it's a spirally it's it's a it's a downward spiral from there. I you feel like every I mean? actor or writer has used that excuse totally. far too much. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how your love of the X Files affected your life. Yeah. So, like, were you were you did you share this uh, like of the show with your friends, or did it kind of like separate you from them? Like, how did it kind of come through in your day to day life? I mean, you read you wrote a book about aliens. Yeah. So I'm very fascinated <laughs> yeah. to see. You like, dedicated your life to UFOs much. and and extraterrestrials. I, I think I'm like people like me or kind of the closest it comes to an actual like ufologist they sort of call it which is an interesting term but between the show and my personal interest in ufos and aliens uh no i did not share it with many people uh for most of my life you know as an adolescent school took over sports girls everything you know that a young person uh, experiences and this this weird fringe topic was always kind of in the background. Uh, I would research it uh, without anyone knowing. I would watch the X Files and not have anyone to talk about it with, Aww. unless I like snuck down onto the America Online and got on the message boards. X Files fan, nineteen ninety six. Oh my god! Please, what was your uh, what was your what was your screen name? Okay, is that it? A screen oh, yeah. name? Are you uh-huh. ready for this one? I'm yeah. so ready. So this is what I wanted on my license plate. If I ever get a car again it was the letter i mm-hmm. m for ufos nice yeah yeah you're pro ufo I, i'm still nice. waiting i'm still <laughs> waiting for that day to happen and i know someone probably has it already yeah you'll but... be able to get a vanity plate i'm yeah, sure hopefully That's, so so it was kind of it was like a guilt it was a real guilty it pleasure was a guilty you didn't pleasure. really talk about it did you feel like if you talked about it you would you'd be looked at differently there's a big ridicule factor when it comes to this you look at anyone who reports an actual ufo sighting or the way the news media handles it and it's mm-hmm. always with a smirk or a side-eyed glance, or they put the X-Files music behind it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that 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 bothered me. You know, as a kid, uh, you're very persuaded. You didn't want to be different. You, mm-hmm. didn't, you wanted to fit in. So that ridicule factor did affect me. I didn't talk about it with anybody for a really long time. I would say not until college or so, when I, when I sort of grew into myself and became comfortable is when I started shouting it from the rooftops and being like, hey, UFOs are pretty cool. Um, <laughs> they're aw- super awesome and everyone should look into it. And that's when I really got heavily into it. I started seeking people out and interviewing them about having seen a UFO or claimed to have been abducted by aliens or even seen a ghost, like going into the more paranormal and supernatural realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that really sparked my my interest in furthering that. Uh, I, I started writing essays about it or submitting to these alternative magazines and writing about it. And it kind of snowballed from there. And then that's kind of the culmination of the book. It's hundreds of people who I've interviewed oh. about having seen UFOs or claimed alien abduction. And I mean, these are everyday people. Yeah. Uh, they're teachers, they're doctors, they're law enforcement. So these aren't like crazy backwoods people who were drunk um, seeing a light in the sky and saying it was an alien. They, they These people experienced something they couldn't explain. It was unidentified mm-hmm. and uh, it changed their lives. And that's kind of what I wanted to encapsulate is how something like this can affect your life and change your life and make your entire outlook on reality or what you thought the world was, how it can make it change yeah. yeah what's one of the most fascinating or ear 
theory? Like, what was the big like out of all the interviews you've had, or if it's one of your own personal experience, what story like really resonates you when you and like kind of revisits your mind? Often? Yeah. So there, there's one story in the book where it's between a mother and her two daughters. This is in uh, Michigan, and. They lived near Lake Michigan, and they had a sighting of, like, a triangular UFO over their home. And what really caught my attention is when I interviewed each of the women individually, because I, I always want to get, like, a personal story and see how they correlate. It was fascinating because each of them described what they saw completely differently, like how it physiologically affected them or psychologically affected them, which I thought was really cool. So the mother, she saw the triangle and she said that she felt euphoric when she saw it. Like it was super calm and peaceful and uh, completely silent. And then I talked to her daughter and she said, no, I felt like threatened. I felt like we were about to get invaded by something and it was unbearably loud. So it was really interesting to me that these these people were looking at the same thing, but having completely different experiences. Uh, wow. So that one really stuck with me. And I've come across that a lot with individuals who've claimed to have seen these things. So is, is so people have, are there other instances where people were telling you of the same instance, but experiencing it? completely different yes and do you feel like that discredits it or it's or is it just like that is an element of coming in close contact with one of these things i think it is i think uh like the subtitle of the book says it's a very human experience and we memory is faulty we all experience things completely different and i think it has something to do with that whatever these people are seeing i'm not saying it's aliens from another planet Mm -hmm. it's literally something unconventional and that they can't explain in that moment, that it it affects each of them differently. I don't think it discredits them. Having interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people, I can tell you, some people are just batshit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some people are delusional, and some people make it up. They just make it up. They they think it's gonna you know give them notoriety or something. Uh, mm-hmm. But then there are those cases uh, which I firmly believe in the book are those people who genuinely saw something mm-hmm. and experienced it and it changed their lives. So yeah. what are what are some ways that you can kind of like differentiate between those types of people? Like the ones that are delusional or just making stuff up versus people that have a very genuine response to your questions? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with following up with people. Like someone can tell you a story and uh, you never talk to them again. So what do I have to go on with that? So with a lot of these people, I will go back time and time again and try to trip them up, try to, you know, say, oh, so it happened in October, but it actually happened in August, you know, Mm -hmm. just not trying to deceive them, but just trying to see how accurate it is, how honest they can actually be with me. I mean, I'm no lie detector um, Mm -hmm. by any means. I I, I don't have... uh, any credentials to say, like, this is what it was. They're telling the truth. Um, I go on gut instinct, I think, with a lot of these people. And uh, I remember talking to one woman who claimed to have been abducted by aliens. And I met with her in a diner with her husband. And she she was so scared to, like, come forward and tell me this story. And she was, like, gripping her husband's hand so tight and like shaking and crying and he's just like supporting her and saying like you can do it you can do it and I'm like whoa 
Yeah. Like, not only does she believe this happened to her, he believes her and supports her in it. So right there, no matter what happened to her, it could have been anything. These people firmly believe that these things have happened to them. And I'm not going to take that away from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take their story. I'm going to get it out there and let the public decide, I guess. You're like a hybrid of Mulder and Scully. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, a Molly. You're a, a Molly. You're definitely a scolder. Yeah. You're definitely a scolder because I think you're coming at it from a very I don't want to say like reasonable place, but like you're you're coming from like a very honest place, and you you know you've had your experience, <laughs> and I think that opens your eyes to what other people may have experienced, and and really being empathetic towards these people. I think you know? so. I think you know, and but also being like reasonable about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're really taking it at like these are this is the story these are the facts who's to say what it was we not everybody was there but this is you know i this i'm listening to this story and i'm seeing someone be truly honest with me or you know seems to be well a lot like scully i think it's if i'm going to say that if i'm going to write a book about ufos or even like talk to these people about it i think you have sort of a responsibility to uh to bring only the most credible things forward and not try to enable these people who might be delusional or whatnot so i think you have your, your job isn't to prove that it was aliens. Your job is to prove that it was anything but aliens. So then when that's the only answer left, that's when you really have to look at it and be like, what is going on? Yeah. 99% of UFO sightings can be explained firmly, like in some prosaic conventional way. But there's always that 1%. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. And other people who are interested are looking at that 1% of these things that just cannot be explained and continue to perpetuate and happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's freaking wild. (laughs) That's wild. What do you think about the future of X-Files? I feel like there's movies and there's other seasons coming out. Mm -hmm. Where do you think that the, uh, I guess, franchise is going? Yeah, so it's interesting. Between the end of season nine, which we believed was going to be the end of the X-Files, it was a completely different America, different world that we were living in. What year was it? It was 2002, 2002, I believe. Yes, very different. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yep. Yeah. It's different from 2016. Exactly. Like. <laughs> and within that series, those nine seasons, it was it was this whole grand conspiracy of aliens that mm-hmm. uh, they were working with this shadow government. Like I said, to like they they were going to come invade Earth no matter what. There was no question. Like, look, we're vastly more intelligent than you. We're going to come here, deplete your resources, do what we're going to do. We will save some of you, and that's this like shadow government so oh. then this is like the conspiracy that Mulder is trying to unravel throughout the series but I've learned to pretend over the past nine years to pretend that my victories mattered only to realize that no one was keeping score to realize that liars do not fear the truth if there are enough liars that the devil is just one man with a plan but evil true evil is a collaboration of men which is what we have here today if I am a guilty man My crime is in daring to believe that the truth will out and that no one lie can live forever. I believe it still. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Greater than your lies, the truth wants to be known. You will know it. It'll come to you as it's come to me. 
faster than the speed of light. You may believe yourselves rid of your headache now. And maybe you are. But you've only done it by cutting off your own heads. That ended, and it didn't happen. The show ended, and this invasion didn't occur. So then the show comes back almost a decade later. And like we said, it's a completely different world now. So they had to kind of explain that when they brought the show back. Like, what is the world we live in now? So what they went with is a conspiracy of men, that aliens were never actually a part of this. This was all a what they call like a false flag operation, where we create a fake enemy to then do what we want with our military, with our government, to get what they want to make sure that the people highest up are uh, benefiting from it. Um, and we'll create an enemy, whether it's a, a rival country or a, um, you know, a faction of America that people don't agree with. Some sort of enemy to make it be like, look, this is what we're going to put our money into now to fight this. Mm. So in the new series, it's now a conspiracy of men. Now this whole thing, Mulder is trying to unravel the government that's created this fake alien thing. So they're just history. like, so uh, the, so it, it, the, so there's no aliens in this now. Like there, wait. Apparently, apparently, what? but what? then there is, but there isn't. See, Oof. the show Gee, never. Louise, the show is never clear. God, God damn it! Just leave it where it was. Just leave <laughs> it. Like, I like I, the idea that there's aliens. I know it was so simple. I like the idea yeah. too. Don't make it. Oh, it was so like, simple. That's yeah, a I mean, I fucking. I'm sorry. Like, I just hate it when people like when they drudge up stuff. I mean, I know people were excited for the X-Files. I'm sure you as a diehard fan were like very excited for yeah. it. But like, are you kind of disappointed by that? Just like, what? It almost negates all nine all, seasons. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a huge slap in the face to people who followed the show for so long. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of where it's heading now, you do have to wonder if they're still going to stick with that. Was this just, you know... Molders believed for so long but never gotten that truth that was out there. He never got it. So, like, is he just giving up at this point and saying, oh, whatever, it's just humans, fine. Maybe we'll see a resurgence in that, that maybe it was aliens and he's going to start to believe again. Uh, who knows? Who knows where the show is going? Jeez, Louise, that's a bummer. It's yeah. a real that's bummer. Because kind of now I would just go back to the pilot and all those like teenage kids getting abducted. Yeah. And then you're like, no, nah, it's just the government. Just the government. Womp, womp. Sorry their... that you all died. Yeah. So that's then, crazy. in that, so then, going back to Scully's in, like incredibly weird impregnation story. <laughs> yeah. How is it like we're part to, alien? So then we're supposed is. to believe that the government abducted Mulder and then abducted Scully and then put their stuff together, their put stuff. it back in Scully, and oh, so weird. And why? With why? Aliens. Why is also, my biggest question? Yeah. Like, yeah. why would that even happen? Also, uh, question about. Uh, the baby mm-hmm. is the baby. So, how did the alien DNA get into the baby if it's his baby and her baby? So, or is it not just like a normal baby? A lot of people who've claimed actual alien abductions have claimed that when they were taken aboard these craft, that the women they were experimented on and they had eggs taken from them. Uh, men have said that they've had <sighs> semen, semen yeah. extracted from them mm-hmm. and that it was used for this hybridization between humans and aliens. So, uh, 
in the show, that's kind of what they're going for. Gotcha. That All right. They were both abducted. This baby was made between Mulder, Scully, and some alien DNA as sure. well. And now you've got this superhuman hybridization happening on the planet without anyone knowing. So they're like, while they're coming to invade the planet... They're also creating this hybrid alien and human to now take over the planet. Really? That's kind of what I went with. Yeah. Uh, It's a little out there, but the show's done much crazier things throughout it. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like I'm I'm picturing an alien at a computer on a message board being like, what if we did this, you guys? (laughs) Let's ship them together. If they're not going to do it on their own, let's make it happen. Let's do it Enter. (laughs) And they were like, let's abduct them. I'm I'm really fascinated by the abduction stories Mm -hmm. because I feel that's interesting. So they actually, so people who have claimed that they've been abducted and you've spoken to them, they say that they were present for and like aware during this experimentation. Mm -hmm. When they're returned, is it like no time has passed? Like what are... they lose the time? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big aspect of it. It's missing time, uh, which has been written about a lot. Uh, Even people who just see UFOs claim to have had missing time where they just maybe 10, 20, an hour has just passed, and they they don't know where it went. Uh, They saw it, and then they get home, and they're like, what? Wait, there's no way that could have happened. Um, Now, in terms of abductions, yeah, people, there was a case in the 70s where a guy was abducted uh, in front of six other witnesses. They saw this happen. They saw a craft come down, shoot a beam at this dude. He gets like, you know, he's on the ground. They think he's dead. They bolt and he's missing. So everyone in this town assumed that these guys murdered this guy and they're covering it up with this stupid alien story. They take lie lie detector tests claiming to have that what they saw is what happened. They all passed. With flying colors. And then the dude shows up. He shows up like on the side of a road and he has the same exact story as them, but doesn't remember what happened after he got hit with that beam of light. He's then put under hypnotic regression and this whole alien abduction thing starts to come forward. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Dang. So we have about 10 minutes left, and I know that you wanted to do some questions for us, I believe, yeah. at the end of the yes. day. So I want kind to give you, I want to give you your time. Yeah. yeah, I want to Ooh. give you your time. Ooh, this has never happened on the Guilty Pleasure Podcast. We're so excited. Awesome. Ooh. So I as well have a podcast called Somewhere in the Skies, yes. all about UFOs, aliens, where I bring on researchers who look into this stuff, uh, scientists, uh, academics, everyone you can think of, everyone in every walk of life, just to talk about it, what they think about it, what they believe. So I kind of wanted to turn the tables on you guys, do a little interview sesh if you wouldn't mind. Cool, yeah, that's yeah. cool. So what do you guys, are you guys into this at all? When you knew that I was coming in to talk about not just X-Files, but the fact that I legitimately seriously study UFOs, um, I would be a little hesitant at first. I mean, we've known each other for a while, yeah, so you I know, know I'm I, not I like, knew, yeah. uh, that I'm not actually crazy. Yeah, I, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. But what are your thoughts on the whole UFO? UFO topic. You know what? Like, honest, like I'm thinking of this and I was like very um, cognizant of any pre-biases that I had in my mind as you were talking. Um, and I was just like, like, as you're talking about like these eyewitness accounts, I'm probably like my immediate reaction is to go like, 
<laughs> yeah, right. But at the same time, I've never really given it any thought other than like it's never really crossed my mind. Like I said, I love supernatural stuff. I've always been more inclined to listen to people's like creepy experiences, like ghost stories, paranormal stuff. I can kind of get a little bit more on board with. But to that effect, I really have no like discernible opinion and I don't think you're crazy. Um <laughs> I think like, I was like I was oh, like no. I was like I don't think you're crazy. It's just it's fascinating because I've never I've never spoken with someone who's been so open about it. So, I mean, I I have no opinion. I think that's my final answer. Cool. <laughs> hey, that's all I can I ask. Love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I I'm I'm on the same page as you are, Jackie, with I've always been intrigued by people's experiences specifically with like alien ufo or like spiritual ghost Mm -hmm. situations and i i think there is i think the way that you talk about it is like a really healthy way of talking about it like just looking at like the facts that you're given and i don't want to say healthy i I don't know how to like (laughs) not sound like a dick right now but like I, I, I trust your opinion, and I trust you as a as a human. So I, I think that yeah, I think that I mean it just it just makes it like having. I mean the universe is so big; it's just so big. Yeah. Like I don't think there's not people out there. Yeah. If they're people, or if they're not, if it's like you know critters and ice or like whatever, I definitely think that there are other there's other life outside of this <laughs> this universe. Of course. Mathematically it's mathematically I mean like Carl Sagan. Like let's yeah. just you know what I mean? But um it, I and also there's a part of me who's like, yeah. 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 Like why not? I, I'm kind you know? of under the I'm <laughs> under the uh under the assumption when it comes to this stuff that Prove to me it's not real. Like, yeah. I'm totally open to it. Yeah. Like, I've been studying it for half my life, and I can tell you right now, I'm still e- extremely skeptical mm-hmm. that any of this has to do with aliens. Yeah. But prove to me that it's not yeah. aliens. And yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Same with ghosts. Same with Loch Ness Monster. I, I, yeah. I definitely think there's some, like, funky, like, paranormal shit that, like, goes down in our day-to-day. Yeah. And I think that, like, as humans who are so self-consumed with our own things, we probably don't notice it as much. And I think some people maybe are more attuned to that kind of paranormal than other people are. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, like, like, like it's, it's so interesting when people have like these biases about certain beliefs that aren't necessarily rooted in fact. But like I was raised Catholic and I'm like, I was taught for like, quite a few years that someone rose from the dead so um <laughs> yeah and like saved your soul yeah. and saved right. my died for my sins although i wasn't even thought i was a blip a bl- uh, thousands of years thousands right. of years in the future yeah, right. <laughs> and then came back was like you know i know you guys killed me but i think yeah. we, let's give this a second try yeah and let's, let's give it. it let's give this a second go it's like breaking guys. up with like it's like you just broke up with an abusive uh spouse and then three days later was like one more chance i'll one give you 40 chance. 40 more days i'll give you you got 40 days and then his dad That's came it. and was like we're packing up your shit and i'm taking you back home yeah you fucked this up now <laughs> 
Well, I guess my my second question for you guys would be then, The X-Files deals a lot with conspiracy. Are there any conspiracies that you guys really buy into? You're like, oh, totally. You know, like that's that's absolutely happening. I'm a 9-11 truther. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. not. Uh, No, 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 no. Um, Conspiracy theories. You know what? I'll, I'll say this very confidently. I've gotten a lot more involved in government in the last year for obvious reasons. I, if I think that the people who are in charge of my life and my country are secretly doing some shady ass shit. And they are doing shady shit. I know there's people there doing shady shit. But if I think that there's like these grand conspiracy theories, like I don't think I could, I I can't deal with it. Like that (laughs) would just, emotionally, I can't handle it. You know what I mean? I think people that are really involved in conspiracy theories, um, and if someone out there listening is, you know, let us know about it. Like uh, I'd love to hear it, but like, yeah, that's you. That's fine. I personally cannot take that on. <laughs> I cannot take it. this on. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. It's, there's a bunch of, there's like all sorts of theories. I feel like there's, I'm, I uh, like JFK. Mm-hmm. Like that to me, I'm like, there is some crazy, There, that's not it. Yeah. Like that wasn't it. Like that's something, there's something else and it, for whatever reason, I actually, I think it was my mother who was like, she said this once. I was like, oh, girl, get it. She was like, I don't think Marilyn Monroe had a drug overdose or anything like that. She's like, I think she knew too much and they killed her. And I was like, ooh. That's interesting. She's like, there's, she was like, I think that yeah. th- she knew too much. And they, well, she actually, she was one of the proponents to get the truth about UFOs out to the public and was trying to get JFK to do this when he was in office to bring the truth forward about whatever we knew. At that time, the government was officially investigating UFOs. It was called Project Blue Book. And then when it came forward that she was going to, you know, do this. Use her platform. Yeah. Use her platform to like bring forth UFO disclosure. Yeah. Uh, she died. She died before JFK, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. American history is not my I don't thing. know. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. I yeah. Know. That's just what my mom said once. And I was. Or she's still oh, alive. Fuck. Or she's still alive, yeah. just like Elvis. With Tupac and Elvis, yeah. And oh. Walt Disney's frozen somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think other conspiracy theories, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really follow it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, um, it's a slippery slope. Like yeah. you said, like it's a lot to take on. It can run your life and yeah. make you miserable. Like you wouldn't trust anyone at yeah. that point. Yeah, I would get too paranoid. Paranoid. Yeah. I, I do have faith in my government that at the core, they want the best for the public, but they will do some stuff to make sure, again, that the status quo remains status quo, that the people making the money are making the money, and that things continue mm-hmm. to go in to their benefit. Exactly. So, like, yeah. I could never, if someone was trying to argue with me that, like, vaccines were caused by the government to cause, like, I, I'm like, no. Like, yeah. I can't, I'm like, no. I cannot even with I, that. I can't even with that. <laughs> I can't even cannot. with that. Like, I can't. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like there's only as a person, like you can really truly only control like how you 
react to things and you can only really construct your own life. So to think about things that are completely out of your control are very, uh, is maybe not the best use of your time. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the biggest fear yeah. with a lot of people who don't believe in aliens or UFOs. It's completely out of their control. It's It also something... discredits so many things that like yeah. you've come to find comfort in, like religion or yeah. um, us being by ourselves and also like all of a sudden we're not the smartest. Yeah. And we're not the top of the food chain anymore. Everything would change yeah. if we were told there is an alien presence coming to our planet or yeah. has been here. Yeah. Then the government's been lying to us mm-hmm. for 50, 60 years. Yeah. Uh, then what do you do? You know, like you said, religion would change. The economy would change. The military would change. Everything would be impacted yeah. by, I think, this big, profound question that so many people are interested in but are too afraid to ask. Yeah. So I'm going to keep asking and keep getting scared shitless when <laughs> I come closer to an answer, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. That was great. I really, really enjoyed fun. this chat. Do this you have any awesome. other questions or no, is that I, it? Uh, so you have a podcast called Somewhere in the Skies. You also have a book that now Amanda and I are the proud owners of. Hooray! Is there anything else that you want to plug? No, that's it. The podcast is every week. You can find it at somewhereintheskies.com. It's like you guys on all major podcast outlets. And yeah, all my work can be found there somewhere in the skies.com nice thank you so much Ryan thanks for having me this is a blast yeah we had a blast creepy face Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with Antica Productions and the Antica Podcast Network. To learn more, visit anticaproductions.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.